everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. This is the Silver and Black Podcast with r in the Morning. Wimpy for three. Butter. Rob Thompson and Rudy J get you inside the San Antonio Spurs along with everything NBA. It's the Silver and Black Podcast with r r in the Morning, part of the San Antonio Sports Star Podcast Network at sasportstar.com. Now, here are the guys. Hey, good morning to you. Good morning, good morning. It's r r in the Morning, a Thursday edition. He's Rudy J. I'm Rob Thompson. We're glad you're with us and you picked the right hour because it's time to talk Spurs. Silver and Black, we talk it every day at 7. Make sure you follow us, like us, and uh do the appropriate stuff every day. We get a matchup of the uh, the current and the future, I guess, as the Freak might be playing as the Bucks and the Spurs go at it. Tonight. Yeah, the Freak, they played last night in Indiana. Um, they lost for the fourth time to the Pacers. You know, now Giannis, he, he's sometimes load-managed. <laughs> but I hope, you know, it is a TNT game. I don't think he meets the 35-year-old criteria. Giannis ain't 35. Dame isn't 35 either, so I would hope both of those guys are playing unless they're going to give them a phantom. Adrian Griffin going to grant them a phantom injury. And you forget Adrian Griffin's their coach. Yeah, I know. I almost said said Coach Buzz, (laughs) but I forgot Buzz Buzz no longer there. Uh, Last night, Giannis uh, went with his uh, fifth straight game of 25, 10, and 5. It's his longest streak this season and ties Joel Embiid for the second longest streak, uh, along with Jokic, who has seven. when you look at what Giannis has become, is he exactly what we want Wimby to be? I mean, as far as the game he plays, is the do you think Wimby no, is we really? Want Giannis, we want Wimby to be able to shoot free throws and shoot threes. Yeah, <laughs> yes. I mean, Giannis. Well, no, you're I right. Mean, Giannis, when he won the chip, he was hitting his threes and he was hitting his. I mean, keep in mind in the closeout game he went for fifty in the closeout game in the finals. All right, fifty. So yes, yes, a selfless superstar. Just wants to win. That's all he cares about is winning. Plays two-way. Dominant in the paint. Knows who he is. Isn't too flashy. So, yes, to answer your question, I now do I want some Joker in there mixed in? Yes. But as just as a whole, is Wimby what we – yes, absolutely. Is so, Giannis what we would like Wimby to be? Yeah, a champion that knows who he is and gets the job done and he's two-way. So, yeah, I think so. I, I do, too. I mean, the, I am – Sadly, I, I think that Wimby possesses some things that Giannis doesn't have. I think Wimby's gotten more handles, a little bit better handles. Oh, God, everything. Better the skill passing set is way eye. different. But there is something about Giannis's game, a toughness that I think Wimby definitely lacks. But that was 10 years ago. When we go back to what Wimby, well, what Wimby is now and go back and look at what Giannis was 10 years ago. Damn, Giannis has been here 10 years? He started in 2013. Wow. Time's flying. When I look at this, when that, so when I'm looking at Wimby's numbers in his first, excuse me, Giannis numbers, his first 29 games, they weren't, I guess they were like, uh, we don't know about you just yet. Well, right? who did? I mean, I didn't. 
Well, I, I'd certainly never heard of him when he showed they up in Milwaukee. They weren't even letting him play. No, six. This was what his numbers looked like. Giannis. Yeah, Giannis's six point eight points, four point seven rebounds, a, a assist a game. Just you know. And I'm sitting here, and I'm sitting here griping about nineteen, ten, and three. Charles Bassey yeah. numbers. <laughs> and then we look at what Wimby's been doing. So there, there's a comparison and an expectation. But if you look at where Giannis was, and you look at the team that Giannis was on, and then fast forward 10 years, there's a title in there, there's a couple of MVPs. I, I think the comparison is, is uh, excellent now, at, there was, at worst. Right. Now, there was somewhere along the line in this first 29 games of Giannis where they realized, like, okay, this kid is more than just a two-year, three-year project. Yeah. And the minutes picked up. Quite a bit once he hit December, like 35, 42. But, you know, in October and November, the coaching staff didn't know what to do with him. And then in December, they're like, dude, let's play this guy. Well, there, there's, there, let's not discount the difference in situations. There was, Giannis was not in any position to dictate the way he was going to play in the NBA. For Giannis to play in the NBA, he had to do exactly as his coaches right. and the staff designed. Right. I mean, right. there was no variance. If you're going to play, you're going to do X, Y, and Z to start with. And it might not have anything to do with padding your stats and looking like a complete basketball player. It's going to be you rebounding and hustling, first of all. And Wimby has been able to dictate exactly what he wants to do. Good, oh. bad, or indifferent. Oh, we talked about it yesterday. I didn't get your thoughts because you weren't here, obviously, but... Wimby checking himself into the game. Dude, I, there's some things going on with the Spurs I just do not understand. I'm, yeah, Giannis wasn't allowed to do that. That was Chris Middleton's team. Keep in mind, Giannis was with Chris Middleton. Oh, yeah. Karan O.J. Mayo. O.J. Mayo. Gary Neal. See? <laughs> it looks a lot like the Spurs. Yeah, with it looks some a lot dudes. like that. But, no, Wimby is in a totally different situation. Because, again, I think when they drafted Giannis, they were like, you know, in two, three years, we could turn them into something. And then next thing you know, they realized they had a superstar on their hands. Whereas Wimby came in like, Already here's, something. The, here's the keys. Yeah. You go do what you want. I'm not to the point where Papa said, I'm not going to even coach you. <laughs> I'm not going to even coach you. I don't want to overcoach you. I'm going to let you do what you want to do. For lordy, now. lordy. So uh, I watched all of the Grizz game. Just I watched the because whole game, too. I, 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 you know, th- what came out of the Grizz game was a highlight dunk for Ja Late. But let me tell you, Wimby came to play. He Wimby, blocked, he, the block in the first quarter was impressive. And he scared was it the Wimby, first quarter? No, it was first or second. It was early. And yeah. then Ja fell on himself, tripped over his own feet. Yeah, then like Ja was like, I'm gonna get, was like, nah, I got to get you back, so bro. He limped around until he got an opportunity and went and tomahawked. And it was a beautiful thing. But there was a brief shining moment there for about eh, five or six minutes where the Spurs, when it was talent for talent, played aggressive, solid basketball for five or six minutes. In the second quarter. He said five or six minutes. That was it. The second half was an utter damn disgrace. It's been that way for 30-something games. What are, the, what are they, five and whatever? There's been that like that for 30 games. Second half is just awful. They're awful in third quarter. So it, is, it is amazing how bad they are. And it's not for, I don't think it's for lack of effort. I don't think it's for lack of X's and O's. They're just dumb. Damn. They're just dumb. I don't, I don't know how else to parse it. Everybody, they, careless. They, they're just yeah, I'll, dumb. I'll, I'll say careless. I'm not saying they're. Now, I know you're not saying they're not book dumb. Yeah, they're, they're, they're not, not book dumb. ignorant. They're, they're not dumb. incapable. It's just basketball dumb. Sloppy, reckless, dumb basketball over and over. And I can't help but watch Pop on the sidelines. I just can't help but watch him when there's mistake after mistake after mistake. And 
I don't know what to make of his reaction because it is so not the pop that we are accustomed to. Most of those guys two years ago would have been on a bus to Austin from Memphis. They'd have been on a bus Uh, from Memphis to Austin. Pop is at the point where you've seen those viral videos where the mom is asking the kid, if you had three apples and Johnny gave you two more, how many apples do you have? And he's like, 73. (laughs) 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 That's that's where Pop is. Like, you can like, hey, Vassell, what's three plus two? Oh, it's five. Okay, so if Johnny, you got three apples and Johnny gives you two, how many you got? 67. (laughs) (laughs) And you just throw your hands in the air. You know what I mean? Like, that's where Pop is. Like, dude, like, I... Because sometimes, yeah, like, baby. they come to the sideline and he'll have his hands up and he'll like, be like, if you just... If you would just... You know, it's... You could see the Johnny three apples take away two apples, how many apples you got. That's where he's at. And, and I, everybody's like, why aren't you yelling and screaming? No, you can't yell and scream when, they, when you just... And things are so not that guy. ass backwards right now. Last night, the NBA had five games that went over 140 points. First time in NBA history. And, that, and keep in mind, the Thunder and the loss scored 138. So it was almost six teams dropping 140. And the Pistons, like only the Pistons can do, scored 148 and still lost. And, and the, and the <laughs> it was overtime, though. And the Spurs are the most offensively challenged team in basketball. You think so? I, I can't. Offensively? I'm not saying they don't have guys no, who no, are I, able to score. I'm just saying their offense sucks. Yeah, it's bad. It's bad for a lot of reasons. But in a league that is set up, that is literally set up for you to go get 140 and lose. Or 138 and lose. But the league is set up to do that. It's like Pop zagged when everybody zigged. And what we're watching just begs the next question. What are you going to do at the trade deadline? What? I mean, my goodness, we know what we got. We'll have a pretty good idea what we got here. Or don't have. Or don't, exactly. I think that's a better way to put it. Right. What we don't have as a Spur franchise. And you start now, we're going to start hearing names dropped. Uh, we got, we got a couple on our roster. I think McDermott is going to certainly be circulated a lot. I think Chetty Osmond's going to be a much coveted kind of dude too. Graham um, as well. Uh, exactly. He's just sitting over there wasting away, right? Yes. So I think there's dudes that are going to be talked about. But more importantly, I think there's guys that are going to be brought up outside that could tremendously help, at least in the short term, if that's what we're chasing. And I'm talking about right now, Pascal Siakam from Toronto seems to be a guy that might very well be available soon. Now, keep in mind what Toronto just did. Just went and got R.J. Barrett and uh, quickly. And traded Ananobi, which I thought was an untouchable dude. Yeah, well, it's just it's just one of those things where they have – they're. Toronto's letting it be known this is Scotty Barnes' team, and even if you can play or not, you're gonna have to. We're gonna we're gonna build the team around Scotty Barnes, and Ananobi and Barnes are kind of the same guy in, in some way, shape, or form. But Barnes is the more talented, so they're doing what all good GMs do. Like we're gonna fail fast and fix it now. That's why Ujiri is a, such a one of the best GMs in the game. So I, I saw that and thought, well, are they? Are they getting Barrett and quickly to replace Siakam's output? You know, Siakam's an offensive dude. Yeah, he can go. He can score. He ain't been the same since that year he had Kawhi. Well, it helps. Yeah, <laughs> it, it helps help. when you got Kawhi. Um, or is this the replacement? I mean, is this? Are they there to help or to replace? I don't know yet. But if he's there, I know 
at least from innuendo and rumor, that the Spurs were certainly asking about him during the, the Kawhi Leonard. Oh, they asked for him. They asked for Spicy P and Toronto laughed, but I don't blame them. Is that a guy, 656-3776, 656-ESPN, that is worthy of a chase, is worthy of a, a first-rounder at the minimum? I give up a first-rounder for anybody right now. And now we're me? You know what? If they had won 10 more games, if the, if the Spurs had 15 wins, then I'd go, definitely, definitely. Because I, I believe that Siakam's worth seven wins on the second half of the season on his own. He shows up, Spurs will win seven basketball games that they wouldn't have won at Pascal. Right. But is it worth the chase now? Have we gone too far down the road to even begin to think about trading for a dude whose contract expires? That's the only problem I have with it. If he was under contract, I'd do it. But I don't think Siakam, would, you know, with the way it's currently constructed here in San Antonio, trade for him just for a for six months or for a couple years, and does he want to wait? Yeah, no, I don't. I'm not. Look, I would love Pascal Siakam if he was under a five year deal, and I know I could keep him for a while. But considering his contract's expiring, he's probably going to walk. No, I'm not doing it. But yeah, I would love for him to play alongside of Wimby. Anybody, any veteran, <laughs> anybody, anybody at this point. But no, I'm not doing it with an expiring contract. Well, I'll say this: he'd have to. I'd say, hey, we work this out. But Pascal, when you walk through the door, you got to sign a deal. And if he says no, then I say, okay, well, we pass. I, I just don't think he's willing to wait. No, hell you no. Know, I think he knows that not I'm when of you've a caliber. Been, not when you've already been a champion. I, I saw Kyle Kuzma is going to be floating around there coming out of uh, Washington. And I, I shoot, don't you have to talk to me twice about Kyle Kuzma. I, like I am Kyle not a Kuzma fan. Get, no, I'm no, not. Me either. And I know that he was part of a deal that was a potential way back when, when he was a Laker, that Kuzma right. was floated for. Was that a Kawhi deal, too? That was a Kawhi deal. Yeah, he was floated back then. He does, at least by position, fit what I would like to see the Spurs bring in. Look, he can play. I'm not about to sit here and tell you that Kyle Kuzma don't have a game, but he's a me guy. He cares more about his pregame outfit than he does the game. No, Do you I'm, want good. Him in, I'm good on is that. It about, I'm good on that. You don't want him in the locker room with Victor? Is it one of those? I don't, no, I, no? Don't, I don't mind him being in the locker okay. room with Victor. It's just like, nah, he don't got the right mindset. Like, we're trying to get back to title town. Like, I, you're not going to, you know, yeah, you're not winning titles with Kyle Kuzma. Uh, Edwin just threw up on our, our monitor some uh, pregame photos of Mr. Kuzma. Yeah, nah, the, I'm good. I'm, I'm, look again. I'm all Dude, for it. I'm all for he's it. He's a victim. Come yeah, on, I'm bro. all. For, I'm all for the fashion. I get it, but I don't want Kyle Kuzma. There was a time I did before he became Kyle Kuzma. I wanted him. Uh, did he? Uh, he uh, Kardashian? There's something on that. I think he had. I think he dated the Jenner, the tall one. The, okay, the Victoria's not, a, not a Kardashian, but a Jenner. Whatever. That's, are they all the same? Yeah, he had. A, he had a. He was one of um, Kendall's starting five. Oh, there we go. There we yeah. go. There we go. Devin Booker. There was Ben Simmons. There was Kyle Kuzma. I think Jordan Clarkson was there for a minute. She had a nice little starting five. Speaking of starting five, uh, Julian Champagne. I like him. I, I was going to say, I, I, I've been I like, making fun of him. I like him. I like what he brings to the table because the dude, at the very least, I think gets better with age. Yeah, I you like know what him. I mean? I've, him and Blake Wesley have grown on me. Blake's still got a Blake's plays too fast. Yes. But he gets downhill, but he, he just always looks like he's running ten miles an hour. No, thirty miles an hour, excuse me. He always going super fast. He hasn't learned the different gears. And I think you know, go watch some Patty Mills tape. 
I oh, think Patty, like, did. Patty did play 30 miles an hour, too, for a while. And it took him a while to kind of right. adapt. We're not asking you to slow down. Just slow oh, down. No, we are. And, well, I'm saying don't. <laughs> we, I like the speed of your game, but your speed has to be used appropriately. Right. Don't go 110 miles an hour all the time. Every now and then go 120. But for the most part, I want you to about 70. You know what I mean? Right. I like I like the explosion. I like the intensity. Just yeah. dial it back a little bit. But Champagne, and I, I never, I, I don't, I'm At saying his name right. shoot. He can shoot. Damn. He's not afraid to take the shot. Yeah. And he takes them at appropriate times. He doesn't, just because it's time, take his turn. It, yeah. it seems like because he knows, hey, man, I'm just happy to be here. He's the stray dog you picked up. Like, man, you want me to do that? I'm in because I get to play. I, I think there's a lot of that in his game. I made, when it happened, I, I believe I said there's no NBA team that's ever going to win a game with, with Julian Champagne as a starting. I think I said that. Um, that's fair. It's fair, but it's unfair because I'd rather see a guy playing doing that than some other guys that have been playing do what they've been doing. Right. And it's not I'm singling one guy out over another. All of them, when you're this bad, bad. you're all victims. Every one of you guys. There's nobody that should get you know any flowers unless you're talking about Wimby, I guess. And then there's Wimby, who we compare. He's sitting right now averaging 18, 10, 3. And uh, shooting a little over 50%. Yeah. Great job. It, it, um, it, great job it, it, on a bad basketball team. Uh, not the rookie of the year, though. Yeah, he is. Is it? I think so. I, I keep seeing comparisons. Well, the thing about it is, Chet is getting all these, these Shea Gilges scraps. <laughs> you know what I mean? Like, he's on the second best team in the West. Like, you know, you flip-flop them. Flip-flop them. You know what I mean? And mm-hmm. Oklahoma's even better. So I don't think Chet is what Wimby is yet. But Chet is nice. I'm not like, like let's be clear. Chet Holmgren can play. Okay. But, so I you- mean, his job is so much easier. Because you got, he has, there's Giddy. There's Shea. You know what I mean? Like, there's two, three other guys before he has to even really do anything. They don't even have to call plays for Chet. No. You know what no, I mean? He, like he just gets the scraps and but he's but to his credit, he's doing well with them. And on a grander scale, right. OKC is a problem, man. Big Look time. out for those guys. They are really good. Yeah, and an- another problem that we're really not discussing is that other team in LA. They found their they found okay, their groove. We got a minute or two. Let's get They've into it. They found their groove with, ever since Westbrook said, All right, I'll go to the bench. They found their groove. And what Harden had twenty and ten last and, night, and, and now playing. you can now you can low manage Paul and Kawhi because you brought in Harden. We all laughed when he got there, but it's working out just fine. I, I think tomorrow we need to do a twenty twenty four prediction. <laughs> yeah, it's about Joe. that time. We're we're a quarter in. I mean, I, I I do think as we look forward, the Clippers are going to play a significant role Agreed. in the NBA. On the, at the second half of the season because it's the expendables. If those guys can just stay moderately healthy, they've been there so many times, right. it's just something that, that you expect them to get done. But when you talk about getting things done or expectedly getting them done, you expect James Harden at some point to to go 0 for 27 from something 3. Like, yeah, do something weird. You just yeah. hope that when, or if you're a Clipper fan, you hope that when that day occurs that he's finally got some backup to help him. No, yeah, that's what I'm saying. So right. you got they've become a problem. They're playing they're playing really really good basketball. And did you see the other alien? They're finally letting them play in Phoenix and he's balling. Bobo. They finally let them play. 
He's the last two games. They finally put him in the game. Dude is balling. He's a baller. I don't know what he does behind closed doors. He must be an a I don't know what it is about him. He must have awful practice habits. Mm. Must show up to practice late, leave practice early. But his last two games, they let him in the game. He played 20 minutes at 14, six of seven, two for two from three. But, again, he can't get on the floor. And And I can't put that on coaching. That has to be something he does. But, yeah, man. Uh, and you, you wonder the dynamic on that team because Vogel is a kind I of a, want him. Is a, I want Bo Bo playing with Wimby. I just want to see that. Yes. And <laughs> you, I want him. And you would think that Vogel would see this and go, I'm going to have to have Bo Bo to play because he, I've got another freak out there in Kevin Durant. But yeah. I do think if you're looking long-term that Bo Bo is probably the most lethal man-on-man yes. guy out there to play play against him. I wonder for him to get the minutes that he's getting. Was it Kevin Durant going, yeah, play the kid? Well, and Durant's hurt, so that helps. Well, I think, the, I mean, it was the dynamic Vogel, I'm going to play him, or what? Or is it Kevin Durant saying, okay, let, this kid let play, him play? Well, well, keep in mind, there's the grumblings now that Durant's unhappy. They're not doing right by him. They're 18 to 16. Uh-huh. So they're like, yo, let's pull out all the stops. It's that time of year. Yeah. Durant's of course, upset. Durant wants out. We talk silver and black every day at 7. Make sure you are doing your job, uh, subscribing and liking on the daily basis.